Hi, this is Dawn Shereen. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. So, just to let you all know, I have um, given Dancing with Bipolar kind of a spin-off. It's called Zen of the Stigmata. And the reason I did it is because I don't want Dancing with Bipolar to become strictly a show about the discipleship process and what is going on with me and um, as far as that goes. And... um, I didn't want Dancing with Bipolar to become like a religious or spirituality show. So I decided to start a second podcast so that I could split that and keep Dancing with Bipolar um, basically a show about mental health and mental health issues and, you know, how my mental health is and, you know, start having guests on again who can help to benefit um, us with our mental health challenges. So I just wanted to put that out there right away so you all will know that this is not just going to be a show strictly about my life and discipleship anymore because I, you know, it was okay for a minute and then I started realizing that I was totally doing my posse a disservice by just starting it like that. Um, so it's called Zen of the Stigmata. You know, look for it if you want. Uh, if you don't want to hear anything about the religious side of my life, then that's totally cool too. Because I got plenty of stuff going on with the bipolar. So I can easily keep the show separated and not have a problem. Uh, so um, my bipolar is really kind of acting up quite a bit lately. And there's extenuating reasons why. And I'm going to get into that a little bit here and give you guys a lowdown on everything other than what's going on with the religiosity side of my life. Because, like I said, I just split the show. Uh, I've been pressured a lot lately to do some things that are absolutely against my character and against my ethics and against my morals and kind of against pretty much everything that I've been trying to set up with the show and I just I just couldn't do it and I've uh I've had to go back to my psychiatrist I mean I should be going to my psychiatrist anyway like at least every three months for meds and I have been but I actually fell into and you guys might have noticed it actually and I was talking about the mania and then all that but when I slumped back into the depression it hit me super duper hard and that might be a reason that might be that is a reason why I missed a show last week I usually do one on Sundays and maybe because there just wasn't a whole lot to talk about however I just uh I slumped hard and I wasn't doing all the right things I was taking my meds but I stopped exercising uh, a while ago and I can blame the schedule living here for it however that's you know, if I want to make the time for it, I can make the time for it. And I just basically chose not to make the time for it. And things got a little jacked up. And as all you all know, I was really down with the exercise routine. And before Christopher died, I was actually uh, training, starting to train for an Ironman. And as soon as Christopher died, all that stuff just really fell by the wayside. And I, my mental health and my actual physical health really started to um what's the word I'm looking for it just wasn't good you know I really started to struggle with a lot of things and you know since moving here with all the carbs we eat and 
you know, for a homeless shelter, there's a lot of food here to eat and a lot of sugar and a lot of starch and a lot of carbs and a lot of just really unhealthy food. And when that's all that's available to you, I mean, that's like what you eat, right? So I've kind of put some pounds on, although I've been losing, I've been slowly starting to lose it. And I was just really unhealthy mentally and physically. So I have had to take a step back and really look at what it is that I've been doing. I mean, even like during the, um, during the winter, I was doing better than I am now. Or I'm starting to get better, but I'm I've I've really taken a downhill turn, and I'm glad I caught it before it got any any more severe. However, it's it got pretty deep, and I was actually considering, you know, the ultimate out, which kind of scared me. I um, and you guys know how much I I am all about staying alive and fighting to stay alive and you know and here I am telling you guys to ask for help and and keep it together and I'm actually starting to think on the other side of it about what is my life worth why should I even live why what is my value what do I matter and that's totally against who I am so I had to take a big step back and try to figure out what was going on and and why I was so uncool with my life you know, and I mean, not to pound the discipleship, but I mean, it is part of my life. And that was actually a huge factor in me feeling like I didn't want to be on earth anymore. So I'm not leaving it, hence the second podcast, but things legitimately had to change. So I, like I said, I had to go talk to my shrink again and they put me on a med change, of course, right? Actually, they just upped one med. I'm not on any other meds or you know they didn't put me on different meds which is awesome because as we all know this trying out meds and different cocktails and uh you know the the hit or miss aspect of meds is an actual nightmare when it comes to bipolar disorder or i'm sure any mental health issue that we have that the 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 guinea pigging of medications is just it's awful and they work or they don't work and you're sick and I mean I, I was I was feeling kind of really sick anyway you know I my stomach and this is probably all psychosomatic to the bipolar right in the depression but like I couldn't hold food down I wasn't sleeping I just had absolutely no interest in anything whatsoever my homework started suffering and my actually everything started suffering I was angry and I was really short with people and my anxiety was actually peaked though by the time I slumped into the depression I was no longer manic I was just I was just kind of like I don't even know what I was like I just wasn't me I, I wasn't anything I was just I was just existing and I was super unhappy even though there were good things happening in my life I was still just super duper unhappy and it was reflecting on everything. Um, I had considered relapsing into my old habits, which would surely get me kicked out here. So, I mean, I really, I mean, I could have done it. It would have been a super bad choice. So I chose not to do that. But I was thinking about it. Anyway, I went, and, and then there was all these other um, underlying circumstantial situations happening here, like somebody trying to pull me out of discipleship to break my contract and go live in a place sight unseen and help them with way too much money to pay a mortgage which would have left me 
more destitute than I am now. And it just was, like I said, my integrity kind of really matters to me. And even though I might not be in the best situation, I at least have my name, which means a lot to me. And my ability to follow through on what I say I'm going to and, you know, just, just stick it out, you know. And because um, discipleship isn't hurting me anyway. I mean, it's, it's hard and it's kind of a pain in the butt, some of the, you know, and the chores and all that. But ultimately it's better than I was in Lakeside you know I have walls that are walls I have a roof that doesn't leak I have food I have hot water I have electricity and I don't have to pay for none of this so in I'm starting to rain and in a way it's kind of like being on easy street you know in a way in a way uh, in, in in a way it's still a sellout but that's for the second show so um so this uh, this push and pull of me, you know, leaving here and breaking my contract and then ultimately being coming homeless anyway in this other situation, because if I break any infraction there, then things are going to go sideways. And uh, the unfortunate part of it is that it all had to do with my disciple teacher, which, you know, could have really posed problems for me. So I was, I was, um, I mean, you all know I bought a tent and all that, and I was really just considering running away from the whole situation and not dealing with it at all. However, what I did do was go see my psychiatrist. Oh, oh, and then the whole CR thing, right? The whole CR mental health champion thing, which turns out that it was just another another lie on top of another lie. And it was probably never going to happen or it was going to happen at the discretion of this disciple leader um, who... Just kind of, I, I know, and I'm gonna say it. Just kind of was bullshit artist, you know, and just kind of trying to get people to do what she wanted, and not taking anybody else's life or concern or mission or, uh, uh you know, um, I don't know what this is, but like my my life, right? My life is to try to destigmatize what it is to have a mental health disorder, and of course the the mental health champion thing for CR plays into that. However, the way she was going about it and not understanding that I have a mental health diagnosis and just and just like and just degrading me and not listening to me and not understanding the fact that the pressure she was putting me under was just making the bipolar worse. You know, so her her lack of compassion towards any of that was just driving me over the edge, legitimately, legitimately driving me over the edge. So I had to go to my psychiatrist and they did a med change, but I also begged her to give me a letter to get me out of CR, which she complied with, which I will love her forever for doing that for me because CR was doing nothing for me. And this lady was actually pushing me to do you know watch the kids and then run the soundboard and and who knows what else would have come up with it all that without the the promise of what she had told me about becoming the mental health champion of which I was totally down with because you know I don't mind meeting and greeting people who have mental health diagnoses and making them feel welcome and you know and and having them you know get information from me and you know valuable resources and things like that but this lady was just not 
progressing with that on me. She promised me that I was going to go to the CR Summit in Dallas. And then at the last minute, she pulled that away from me and said that there wasn't enough sponsorship or whatever. However, she and a couple other people managed to make it there without any problem. And it was just another carrot that was dangled in front of me and then literally ripped away from me. So that was stressful. And then to know that somebody's actually like flat out lying to me for I don't know what the end game is on that to get me to do what she wanted me to do for a brief period of time and then just shit on me you know and I'm not down with that if you're not honest with me then I have no need for you whatsoever in my life and that's how I run my life I'm honest you know and and the thing is with the situations that were going on I was terrified to be honest with her because she could have got me thrown out of the program which therefore would have meant that I'd be homeless like true homeless not just day homeless and I, I didn't know what to do. And I had brought this up to the director of the place I live at. And she just kind of didn't believe me either, which is just all going back to being a kid and being sexually abused and having nobody believe you. So there was a lot, a lot, a lot of triggers going on. And I did some things that um, they didn't appreciate. Oh, and then I don't think I'd know. I don't know if I talked about this or not, because I think I skipped a week. However, um, there was a there's a med van that comes here, you know, and they give free medical services and all that. And, you know, but then they then they they um, what is it called? Uh, uh, you have to go to a doctor and then they give you a, a thing to go to another doctor. Um, and I can't a referral. OK. Whew, all right. So and so they do that. They give you referrals to other places. So there's somehow everybody's making money because, you know, they give you the free services, but then they refer you to somebody else. And then they're they you have they charge you because they're not going to give you free services. So there's some kind of kickback going on all around. Anyway, I went to this med van. I guess it was two weeks ago. So I obviously skipped the show. So I haven't talked about this. I went to the med van and I was having arrhythmia. And I had actually signed up for it on the list and all that. But for some reason, the list didn't make it out to the med van or my name didn't make it out to the med van. So they refused to see me. And here I am having arrhythmia and my blood pressure is spiking. And I had a fitness tracker on and, you know, standing still, my blood pressure or my my beats per minute, my pulse was at 165 beats per minute. And they were refusing to see me. So... I decided to go on Google and give them a one rating, which, you know, is legit and explain why, which was also legit. And I also then proceeded to put it on Facebook because, yes, I wanted everybody to realize that this is a piece of shit and that they treat people shabbily and that I could have died. Well, of course, the director is on my Facebook page who she's still on it, but now she's restricted. And she had a hissy fit called me in the office and I thought I was going to get written up however I do have first amendment rights so you know to write me up for first amendment rights would lead me into a way to sue this place for um, harassment and um, all kinds of stuff anyway so she she basically she basically just told me that um, my my reasoning for doing it was not viable and because somehow they're tied into where I live at there's some kind of a association that's not the right word either but they you know they piggyback each other that uh if anybody found out and all the donors and all this bullshit stuff that i could have just affected the way that this place runs (laughs) right me one little person 
when in all actuality, I don't have, if I have any of the donors on my Facebook page, I would be absolutely shocked to tell you the truth. And, oh my gosh, it just got messy and it just added to the whole contentious atmosphere of living here. But of course, you know, at the end, because they just can't leave anything bad, you know, they have to. So she prayed over me and anointed me and all this stuff and then kind of let it go because she was under the impression that I had been going to the med van on a weekly basis and that I was just it was a one off and I was just trying to prove something to somebody when the fact was I could have died. Right. And I was trying to get that through to them that if they treat everybody like that, that they could have total absolute lawsuits on their hands for, you know, not treating people and for, um, Oh my gosh, lack of ethics, that's not the word, but breaking, you know, just, just, just breaking what they're supposed to do. So, um, I mean, I got my ass reamed on that. So that just added to the fact that I hated it and I don't hate it anymore, but that it was just too much. You know, the fact of being pressured to move, the fact of feeling the pressure that I was going to get thrown out. The fact, the pressure of not feeling well and going into an arrhythmia and not being able to receive medical treatment in a free med van that was parked in the parking lot. And then by taking it public, which I don't give a shit, anytime I'm treated shitty and I, my life is at stake, I'm going to make it public because I'm going to let other people know that they need to be wary of what they're doing and the fact that they they too may be treated shabbily and the thing you know that that really pissed me off is that she figured that people were gonna know that i live here because i have it all over my facebook page right not i do not i do not and um that it was gonna look bad it was gonna reflect badly on here which is an absolute joke because i don't have to make it reflect badly it does very well on its own so there was that and that just added to the pressure of me like being like well you don't care if i live or die okay you don't care if i tell you the truth you don't care that i'm being poached out of here by somebody who just wants me to pay way too much money to live in a place sight unseen that you know that that there is no um what is the word i'm looking for that there is no um accountability on and 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 they just didn't care you know so and then they're all they're all making they're all being bullshit about the bipolar and and just like not understanding what it means to have a mental health diagnosis because they're all perfectly mentally healthy <laughs> right not so much and um and just basically demeaning me and, and and just not getting it so when i went to go see my doctor you know and and she's like are you kidding me? And I'm like, I wish I was kidding you. And they were all telling me how unstable I am and all this and all that. And then I better get back on meds, which I've not, not, I've not stopped taking. I've been super compliant since coming to Flagstaff and just totally like throwing me under the bus because I wasn't fulfilling their compliance, basically. I wasn't being the quote unquote good little girl and just letting people shit all over me and make me a doormat. So that all happened. And then when I went to go see my psychiatrist, she wrote me a note to get me out of CR, which was beautiful. And then I don't know what else she wrote in the letter because honest to God, I did not read it. I mean, I know normally the function is if somebody gives you a letter to, you know, any letter for anything, you're going to read it. And I actually didn't read it. 
because I really didn't care what it said, but apparently somewhere in it, it said that, told them that I was the most stable bipolar person that my doctor had ever seen and that the bullshit that they were giving me was unfounded and probably lawsuit worthy because let me tell you shit has turned around and now they're all like oh my gosh we appreciate you so much and you know which also could just be bullshit and they could just be blowing smoke up my ass but um you know it's turned around and they're all worried about the pressure I have because of the schedule I'm on and just a whole lot of stuff has changed and I don't know if now they're just scared oh there's a heart in the clouds how beautiful is that and um I'm sorry I interrupt but man I just looked up and it's like there's a beautiful Anyway, so they um, they did that for me, and now things have somewhat changed. But I've also they also changed my meds, which has made me, you know, they haven't changed my meds, but they upped my lamictal, which has actually helped with the depression, and which is crazy, right? Because it could just be absolutely psychosomatic. Because they only did it last week, and I'm already feeling better. However, it could just be because I've been taking it so long that the extra bump is actually really fixing part of the problem. But the pro, you know, the fact that I, I the pacing thing, oh, well, anyway, the pacing thing is off the table because I'm not doing it, and I let everybody very clearly know I'm not doing it. The the stress of CR is off me, so it's gotten better. And also, the thing with the giraffe has actually, um, I don't know, but it's gotten, it's gotten. I don't know what the word is. It's gotten more serious, I guess. It might be the right word to use. It's gotten more real. It's gotten to a point where it's, like, really hard for me to actually, like, just keep it inside. Because that got me in trouble, too. Because I'm not supposed to have any, like, okay, so we're supposed to love on everybody in this discipleship program. Love, 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 love your neighbor, right? But, you know, you're not supposed to love like that, which is like weird because we're celibate and we're not doing anything we're not supposed to do but you know they could make anything they want to here and feed into anything that they want to however i've um stopped going to my old church so i'm not doing the sunday school thing anymore which is another pressure taken off me and i actually have gone to his church twice which was pretty amazing because i've never actually been to church with a dude that i've been interested in before so that connection between me him and you know god which if you have to listen to the zen of the stigmata in order to get what is going on with me and the god thing because it's not all cut and dry but it was kind of kind of neat to to just see him in action i guess is a really good way to put it but today I went to a different church um, because I don't want him to feel like I'm crowding him and I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. And it's his, you know, it's his church. He's been going to that church. It's nobody's church. It's God's church. But, you know, he's been going to that church for a minute. So I don't want him to feel like I'm just like crowding him, you know, and um, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I really I'm an extreme like with this guy and I hope it progresses to you know i'm not gonna lie i really hope it progresses to a point of marriage so just stay tuned for that we'll see how it goes um on a sadder note doc's two-year anniversary of his death was a couple days ago 
and I actually made it through it pretty good, which I'm really proud of. I actually made it through it pretty good. And I mean, because, you know, Doc Doc, he had a good life and, you know, 14 years for Pitbull is pretty amazing. And I had 14 years with him and I got to honor him properly when he died and it, it wasn't a shock because he had gotten sick, you know, so I mean, I'm still sad and I miss my doc doc and when I see pictures of him and stuff, it still makes me sad, but I'm not like crying over him. It's not, I, I mourned my dog and I buried him properly and he knew I loved him and all that, but the two year anniversary came. So I'm not sure that some of the depression and stuff was just residual of knowing that his, his anniversary was of, you know, of leaving his mission was coming up. Now the harder one is coming up. Christopher's suicide is coming up in September and I'm trying to be extremely proactive on how I handle this because this could go all sideways on me and seeing how uncompassionate the people are in here and uncompassionate and like unforgiving as much as they're supposed to be Christian man they're really unforgiving about some things around here so I'm trying desperately hard not to like get too far ahead of time right now so if the time you know when September comes man I'm really not looking forward to it I mean September 11th is just such a, a dark day anyway and then to have Christopher's suicide on that day is just it's like just it's just awful it's a compounding wound that you know last year was last year actually yeah last year I think was I in the hospital yet no but I got I was in the hospital shortly after his suicide date and then I got to hear um October so things really fell apart you know around this time last year things were really just starting I was you know the wheels were falling off the bus this year I'm you know and I mean I'm more stable but all that stuff came up and I was just so hard to explain. You guys get it. You know what I'm talking about. It's like trauma packed on trauma, packed on trauma, packed on bullshit, packed on idiocy, you know, impact on degrading, non, you know, non grateful attitude and too much, too much, you know, chores and too many new people and too much instability, even though they think this is the most stable place in the world. It's not. And you know all that and it just all of a sudden it's just like boom you know and you're underground with your depression and they're not pulling it out right because they don't understand it and they think you should just be able you know you know the whole thing that whole oh you should just get over it you should just get over it that bullshit yeah I was living that and so thank god for my doctor's note because I don't know what she explained or, or what she said or or how she handled the whole situation but it's gotten a little bit better. And like I said, maybe the med change had a whole lot to do with it. I don't know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor. I just know how I feel. And I mean, I'm still not 100%. I mean, I still got this lingering depression. And then, you know, the thing with my roommate is just really contentious right now because she's not okay and she's angry and she's just up and down and combative and, you know, and that doesn't help me. But I'm 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 pulling back into my toolbox of coping coping skills and just desperately trying to 
keep my head above water because if I go down now, if I don't keep my head above water now, when Christopher's anniversary of his suicide comes up, I am surely, surely going to hit the bottom. So I have to keep it together. <sighs> anyway, that's my catch up. Um, I think there's something else I was going to talk about, but I actually don't remember it right now. And man, somebody's blowing my phone up and I don't know who it is and I can't see. Um, so anyway, um, I don't think I have anything else to really say right now. And I just really want to check these messages and see if maybe I'm getting inside early before I have to do laundry and all this stuff. I don't know. You know, and it looked like it was going to monsoon and now the sun is back out and it's only quarter after two and they don't generally let us until three anyway. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I do know that I really appreciate each of y'all that listen and I again want to thank everybody that keeps me on the charts because every time I check the charts and I'm like oh this is going to be the day that I fall off and I'm still somehow on the charts all the time so I have to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for keeping me on the charts I, I mean, it, it, you guys you guys just really rock it for me, and I love each and every one of you, and um, like I said, Dancing with Bipolar wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you, so I appreciate that. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say, but like I said, I'm really distracted now. There's all kinds of stuff going on, and I'm just absolutely distracted, so I think we're going to cut it here. Um, man, there's something else I wanted to say, and I don't know next week again the second podcast zen of the stigmata is um kind of starting to get into all the usual suspects so if you just google oh it's not high on google there are two oh actually i haven't checked google in a minute but there are two it's on audible which is pretty cool but it's on apple and it's on google Podcasts. it's on spotify of course so check them out on spotify first love you spotify and if you're interested in the discipleship story, because I'm, like I said, I'm going to cut it as much as possible out of this podcast so that, um, cause this isn't supposed to be a podcast about discipleship. It's supposed to be a podcast about mental health and how we all keep it together and, you know, ride strong as a posse together and all that. So... I think it's it. I'm going to let it go right now. So um, this is Dawn Sharin. This is my podcast, Dance with Bipolar. And uh, hey, let's all stay alive, okay? Later.